Remember that time that uh, Russ made fun of me because I had back pains and then I introduced him to a back doctor that's going to cure him, but he shows no signs of gratitude? Yeah, but the back doctor, doctor won't take me for another five days. Is it like a real doctor or is it a chiropractor? No, it's a, it's a, wow. I don't. <laughs> he complains about that. <laughs> I don't know the, know the difference between a chiropractor and a, and a back doctor. A back doctor is a real doctor. One's a fucking voodoo priest. <laughs> 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 that will work on babies and twist their spines. Which one book. is that? Read a book. <laughs> hey, hey, Fresh, can you do me a favor before we get started? Yeah. Read a book. <laughs> get on Yelp and find out which doctors are assholes. Just McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Griffin McElroy, and I know the best thing of the week. My name is Christopher Plant, and I'm a harvester of your lollipops. My name is Russ Frustick, and I am here to do this podcast now. Oh, the baby is hurt. It hurt the baby. <laughs> Somebody get the chiropractor and twist this baby's spine. <laughs> <laughs> Now, now, Plant, you know if I could pay someone to twist Russ's spine, I would have done it long ago. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, Poor sorry. Russ I'm, is not, not feeling so great, but we're all feeling great about this week in video games. It's been thrilling, I guess. Um, no, no studios closed that I know of. Timegate so, actually just filed for bankruptcy. Ah, so. good. Broke the streak. Yeah, broke broke the streak, Timegate. Um, they, uh, this isn't funny or anything. No, it's I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a studio closing down, but on their bankruptcy filing, they listed their top 20 creditors. And I guess they didn't have many creditors, uh, <laughs> which is why on their list of top 20 creditors, there was a, a pizza place, like, down the street from their place that they owe, like, 35 bucks. Stan. Stan's Pizza. <laughs> no, it's called, like, New York Pizza, which is great, because they're in Sugarland, Texas. Did anyway, it say sorry. all the orders that they kept? Like, did they go extra pepperoni, and that's what screwed them? Yeah, then that's why Aliens wasn't very good. That's the inside story. You heard it here first. Hey, if I can't order pizza on credit, why are these guys able to? I don't understand. Well, they're did job they providers. They're job creators and job <laughs> providers, and you're yeah, not that. So, uh, who wants to kick things off this week? Who's, who's, who's got something hot popping I'll start. Off? Okay, hit me, Fresh Dick. I'm ready. My pick this week is the best use of a blood dragon for Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon. Is a it surprise a, win in the category. Is that is that something that's actually... Is there a dragon fueled by blood in the game? Well, that's his name. Is Well, there are several of them, but essentially they're called blood dragons. So, yeah, they're okay. a creature. It's not just like a cool 80s-sounding name. There are actually beings on this earth. Well, that earth named Blood Dragons. And, um, well, let me just do a quick uh, synopsis. Essentially, we're dealing with an alternate history Far Cry 3 standalone game. I'm sure everyone's already heard of it, but set in, what is it, 2007, but it's an alternate 2007, essentially inspired by game uh, movies like Escape from New York, etc. In this case, uh, you're dealing with a l- large open expanse, and there's animals still running around, but they're like cyber animals, cyber sharks, devil goats that sort of thing but the 
the master of this land, the the uh, lion, the apex predator, is known as the blood dragon. And they sort of look like T-Rexes, but they've drank... You know that stuff that the doctor gives you to, like, see inside barium when it, like, yeah, helps yeah, the x-rays? Right, right, right. Basically, like, they drank a lot of barium, so they glow. Wow. And... You just managed to make blood dragons so boring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I My uh, monotone delivery today is not up to par, but essentially... Barium. Uh, so these dra- dragons, they look like T-Rexes, and they march around, and they eat goats, and they eat sheep, and they eat people. And what's particularly cool, I think some people might remember in Far Cry 3, you could use animals to, like, F up other people's camps. Right. Yeah. You know, like, there'd be a cage with a tiger in it, and you'd shoot open the cage, and the tiger would run around and mess up people. Yeah. A lot of uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon is about using these blood dragons, which are obviously a lot larger than tigers, to just eviscerate entire squads of guys. Um, You can essentially... Uh, steal the hearts of your enemies literally the cyber hearts of your your enemies and then throw them and apparently cyber hearts are the best favorite the most favoritest food of the blood dragon because they'll just march after them willy-nilly um and you could essentially just use them as offensive juggernauts to just can you ride can can you ride them Uh, Um... spoiler i don't know i haven't gotten that far maybe yeah, let's not answer that question. Okay. Well, God, now I know that you obviously can. I, I don't no, actually know. No, it's, it's obviously not, it's rad. not necessarily that either. I don't oh, actually man. know. You become one. Fuck. Um, I think the coolest use of a blood, blood dragon is when you're taking on, um, I forget what they're called, encampments, essentially. There's like a bunch of them all across the map. And that mm-hmm. was in Far Cry 3. But these encampments have shield barriers surrounding them. And you could obviously sneak in and just kill everyone all stealthy-like if you want to do that. But the way more fun way to take out these encampments is essentially to sneak in and before anyone notices, shut off the shield barrier and then blood dragons just charge in and wreck the place. <laughs> it is fucking awesome. Is there uh, is there anything that like sort of in, entices you to do stealthy stuff? Because I feel like Far Cry 3 had a pretty good balance of, yeah, there are so many different ways that you can do this. Do you want to go stealth? Do you want to go all out attack? And it sounds like since you have the option of dinosaurs yeah. that stealth is not a very appealing option. Well, there's a lot of missions where dinosaurs aren't, unfortunately, an option. Uh, like if you're indoors... Is that a or, bug? Is, it, there a gl- is that a glitch? It, it might be. <laughs> I, I don't think they tested it very well because there are certain missions without dinosaurs. And yeah. that seems like folly. Um, but, I love that there's finally a game acknowledging the truth of the fact that dinosaurs and humans walk the earth at the same time. Well, I'm glad yeah, that somebody's I mean, finally brave enough to... You know, that you know, there's out. already a book about that. Mm-hmm. The good book. I a very good book. Um, yeah. <laughs> I haven't played it yet. It's hard for me to get. I played the fuck out of that original game, and yeah. even with a, a, a thick sheen of of Estevezian '80s charm on top of it, I just can't get psyched about it. Guys, I'll that, be honest yeah. with you. I've been playing for. I did like the first hour or so. Um, I can't get. I'm having a real hard time with the aesthetics. I just yeah. really hate them so much. It, like that neon is like so unpleasant to the orbs. It's 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 tough. It I has w- a real Turok the Dinosaur Hunter thing to it. Which you one? Know? Like the, the the game because there, there's so much fog. There's like fog also there's dinosaurs. It's just it's not it's such a beautiful island, which was what I liked about that game was like driving around this crazy landscape and being able to see somewhere in the distance and go there. 
And here, I like have no desire to go anywhere off the beaten path because it just looks so gross. Well, and also because there's no fucking animals for you to skin. And well, there yes, are there animals, are. but there's no reason. You can't take their parts and turn them into bags. Well, there are like, minor reasons. If you kill all, a bunch of the animals, you get like certain weapon unlocks you can only get from killing the animals. So there's some benefit. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I would agree that the visuals are not super great to look at, and I do kind of wish it was brighter. Or if anything, it feels a little bit like they went middle middle ground. Like if anything, I would want to would have wanted them to go all the way with it and make it even like Tronny or something like all the yeah. way neon. But this feels like well, it's essentially like a night level in Far Cry Three with a scan line filter put over it. Yeah, I just had a harder time identifying the um, enemies, which was never an issue for me in Far Cry. Yeah. Um, and I I don't know. I'm I again I haven't played much of it but i just the 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 visuals did not immediately make me feel um like a happy person it did occur to me though that essentially if they made far cry 4 on an island with dinosaurs it would be fucking awesome like why has that not happened already didn't everybody say that like everybody said that initially and this seems like they're sort of their answer to that like yeah, they could have gone all i mean there's only one kind of dinosaur here and it's a blood dragon uh you know think compies Raptors, um, pterodactyls. There's a lot of room to grow. Pterodactyls. You kill the pterodactyl and then you turn it into a hang glider. Yep. Oh shit. That's that one's on the house, Ubisoft. Just take that one, put it right in the bank. No royalties required for this (laughs) guy. You go get a phone. You just want a phone to talk to your friends and family. You're not asking so much. Then you get these contracts. And you get ripped off because you got all this fine print little details and all of a sudden they're sucking money out of your pocket like some sort of digital leech. You know, the contract may sound good uh, up front, but there's always some sort of catch. You know who's not going to do that to you? Not going to pull that nonsense? Mint Mobile. Their wireless plans. There is no catch. $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those savings directly on to you. You want to pay hundreds of dollars for, like literal hundreds of dollars for your wireless plan? Or do you want to have a nice, easy solution, save some, put the bucks back in your pocket, pay 15 bucks a month? Say bye to your overpriced wireless plan's jaw-dropping monthly bills. The unexpected overages sound familiar? To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month. Go to mintmobile.com slash besties. That's mintmobile.com slash besties. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash besties. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Cody, I want to tell you guys about my game. Can I talk, talk about my thing? Go for yeah, it. Yeah, please. Uh, I want to talk my award this week is for the best uh, piracy prevention that is also kind of ironic. And that award goes to Game Dev Story. Um, Can I already be intentional? Because it seems like they knew what they uh, were doing. Uh, it's not Game Dev Story, is it? Game Dev Tycoon. There we okay. go. Important. <laughs> I'm, I'm, giving away my, I'm giving away my bit. But <laughs> Game <laughs> Dev Tycoon is a uh, simulator game where you're running a game studio. Uh, you're staffing up your studio you're deciding on genre uh topic uh, combinations you now, are this is game dev tycoon we're talking this about is or game dev tycoon okay um 
you are raising money for your studio, you're choosing what uh, s- platforms you want to develop on, um, and the 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 hysterical thing that the developers of Game Dev Tycoon did is that they released a version, a cracked version, quote unquote, on uh, uh, torrent sites, um, but the the uh, hitch was that at some point in your game, your studio would be absolutely crippled by piracy. <laughs> it's like built into the game is that you uh, basically are, are are broken as a company by by piracy, and that's only in the version that was released to pirate uh, websites, which is. Entrapment, right? It's, it's a honeypot. Entrapment. It's a honeypot. It's also very, very funny. Um, the thing. So that's funny, and you probably you probably read about that this week. The thing that I think is so hysterical about this is that their game is kind of a clone. <laughs> like <laughs> Game Dev Tycoon is for Bef- all. Before you start dropping these heat bombs on them, did you okay. play? Have you played the game? I've played hours of the game. You've played hours of Dev, Game Dev Tycoon. I yes, yeah, and hours. Game Dev Story. I finished Game Dev Story. Right. I've played Wait, hours. How do you of finish Game Dev, Game Dev Story? No. What? Well, yes. Yeah. I, you're you gonna finish it after like three years, years or something. Oh really? Yeah. You're, yeah. So the, it, this goes through a thirty-year console cycle, and to give you some like perspective of where I am, I. It starts with the Commodore sixty four esque and uh, system, and I'm currently the PlayStation has just been released, so that's about where where I am in in the chronology of things. And like some of these things are going to be unavoidable, um, just because if you're doing this idea for a a game, you know, some of it is just so natural and obvious that it that it's what you'd want to go for. But like. Um, Fundamentally, you're picking combinations, you're naming your games, you're deciding. Um, Game Dev Tycoon is a lot deeper in that you um, can assign certain people from certain people from your studio have uh, different rankings. Um, they they have different talents, and you They've can had assign them before, to certain, right? Well, you can assign them to certain aspects of game design. It's also got sliders where you can decide like how much of a certain um, aspect of of the game design you want to focus on in in a certain length of time. This so, like, is, for instance, this is Tycoon. Three... Sorry, this is Tycoon. Yeah. Because this all sounds like stuff that was in Game Dev Story. I I don't think it had this amount of this much. It there looks were definitely a little rankings bit deeper. and sliders and stuff. There weren't sliders. But there was like, how much do you want to invest in graphics? Essentially, this is like this is <laughs> this is deeper because you could build like, for instance, you can build an engine where like that enables you to do different things with your engine that enables you to um, have different aspects to your game. Okay. Like, so like the my engine, um, my first engine had really good two D graphics. My and that's and ironic. You hate two ste- D graphics. Stereo sound. What? You hate 2D graphics. Well, what's he gonna fucking I know, start out like, with 4D? I'm gonna push it to 4D on the on the uh, gameling right on the get go. No. Uh, it's still fun to name your games. Um, I still like. I have a whole uh, kill Killception series, and the Killception series is of course military strategy. But I have an action fantasy version it's called Killception Legends, and I just 
couldn't come up with anything other than Killception. So everything is a take on the Killception <laughs> franchise. That's it's, my favorite thing about Game Dev's Game Dev story and why this actually kind of sounds great. Is like game mechanics aside, it's amazing being somebody who covers this industry for a living. That is like, man, EA is just a fucking, <laughs> it's just a workhouse where they just churn out the same shit over and over again. And then you get put in charge of this digital corporation and you're like, all right, I will make one shooter. I will make a single shooter called Soldier Boy. And then you do it and you release it and it sells a billion copies. And you're like, well, fuck. Okay, four more Soldier Boys, and then I'll be able to afford the fantasy MMORPG that I've always wanted. <laughs> I had a great, <laughs> I had a great. Uh, I built sequels into the third version of my engine, and uh, I, I made a sequel. I think that's how it works. I definitely unlocked sequels, and I, I made my first sequel to Crawl Two, which was a Game Boy game, and I made Crawl Three, and it was a sequel, another fantasy action game in the Crawl series, and it was basically like. <laughs> 32 weeks after I released Crawl 2, <laughs> I released Crawl 3, and it was released to straight ones. Like, people Aww. despised it. And the, what was super embarrassing about it was that I had just paid, like, the I had no idea it was going to tank like that, and I just paid the biggest investment ever in a gigantic E3 booth. <laughs> and whatever game you're working on right then during E3, there's a big banner for it. So I had this terrible, this gigantic booth with this huge banner that said crawl three which had just gotten straight ones and like no one came because they hate they hate crawl three because i waited 32 weeks in between sequels oh well make them on it you you honestly justin you of all people should know how the hype train works you can't bring that hype train right back to the station you know uh, just half a year there actually is a hype meter for for each game i believe that's what i'm talking about uh, the 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 word clone is so uh, inflammatory that I I feel like it it can only really be applicable in really egregious situations. So Actually, far, I, I interviewed I, what I was going to say. So far, everything that he's described sounds like a straight up clone to me. It's not from but from like writing about the game and looking at at trailers and stuff like that. Like there are the base mechanics, yes, are very very similar. And what's distressing is that a lot of the aesthetics are kind of similar. Like it takes place in this isometric cube of a room and as you as your game gets better in certain categories, these little spheres pop out of your computer and go towards these four unique scores which is like all exactly what game dev story did and like that seems kind of that seems like yes unnecessary there is more they could have done to to uh to differentiate it i think right now it it makes it it makes it clear stuff like that makes it clear that the game originally was just a framework of let's see if we can recreate game dev story and then as they went along tried to expand it and make it something new and like that kind of iteration i think can get you outside of the clone denomination it's just i i i don't know there's some stuff in there that yes definitely definitely seems cloney but i i'm never one to poo poo a game just because it it resembles another game but goes a lot deeper i just i want to know one unique thing that game uh dev tycoon does that game dev story did not do i i mean i told you like there's a bunch of there's a lot more depth all that stuff was everything that you've mentioned so far was in game dev story there's um I don't think it had as much specificity on like how like the sliders of like I want to spend this there are three stages of development in each one there's three categories 
with like uh, sound, like one development stage yeah. is like sound, graphics, and level design. And and the more time you spend on one, the less time you're gonna spend on the others. That was all in Game Dev Story. No, um, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. totally was. You're just like making shit up now. Oh, it absolutely there are, was. For- when you rate, when you, when you make a game, uh, there are different categories as you're working on it that fill up. Uh, there's a design uh, category, there's a technology category, and each one of them has numbers. And you, the the as you work in your game, those fill up, and that determines how like how high quality the game is. And you also accrue bugs over time. Oh my! Can, fu- are you fucking kidding me? This is all in Game Dev Story. No, you guys you are could, smoking crack. You can release okay, the game. This is all I'm saying. Bugs. You also earn research that oh. you can use. <laughs> I'm gonna murder you guys. You Here's the thing. Earn, guys, earn research. Here's how it's can, different. It's on Windows, Mac, and Linux, and Game Dev Story isn't. Okay. Yeah, right actually, now, based on out. what I've heard, it came out on Windows in 1998. Yeah, they're both eight dollars. Oh right God. now, what I've heard is not any less shameless than the thing that happened to Ridiculous Fishing. Then tell me how it earned 4.7 stars from Windows Store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good, good uh, best, Justin. Well done. Hey guys, it's halftime. Yeah, it is. That just that was the most organic, like informative argument to troll I have ever that transition was so buttery smooth. Um guys. All I want to talk about is Animal Crossing and I can't. No, you cannot. You can't you have it? Yeah, bro. Oh, my God. Chris Plant, do you want... I have 16 codes in my inbox. Do you want them? Do you really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yes. No, I don't, actually. <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you. <laughs> that wasn't, like, capital F funny. <laughs> it was kind of funny, It's really good. Um, do, Chris Plant, you want to drop some knowledge on us? You just taught a bunch of youngsters. Okay. Did you just go f- full-blown Mr. Cooper? Was he a I teacher? Went, yeah, he was. yeah. He was a basketball coach. Who became That's... a teacher? Is that no? He's a basketball player, I think. And then he gets injured. And then he got injured. And then, and then he, he has to teach. Cooper, Cooper. That's not how the song went. How did how did you how did your um, tutelage go? You know, it went great. I I got to speak with uh, undergrad game design class at NYU. About sex ed. Mm. About yeah. <laughs> um and yeah, they 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 were so curious and kind sure? about the video game uh press it they were like how they wanted to know how to get their game seen mm. i told them to email email griffin yeah and i gave oh, them like, your email address i'm gonna get a bunch of fucking college yeah. students well, like hey i've got this match three game you're really gonna like it's easy mm-hmm. here's step one find a game you really really like step two copy every part of that game step three True. make fucking moolah but also take a stance about a, an issue like piracy and and it's make people think story. that you added depth when you didn't actually add depth there's there is actually some depth. <laughs> Dude, just give it a try i'm gonna dl it after this anyway um that's i just knocked match three games but they're actually incredibly hard to make yeah i do you know, I was impressed that, uh, like, most of the people in the class, it seemed like, weren't... Well, I guess they can't be majors, because they only offer an undergrad minor. So a lot of these people didn't have experience with games, uh, and they learned how to make, like, impressive Unity games in one semester. Yeah. Uh, and then I was really sad about my capabilities. It's, um... God, I wish I had something like that. I, I, I was going to ask, like, what do, you, what do you major in when you minor in game design? 
Like what? Yeah. What is the other? If it's not a if if it's not a program you can major in, like are you sociology major with a minor in game design? Like it that seems like a lot of these people are doing it for the love of the game. Yeah, know? I like that. Yeah. yeah, I wish I would have totally done that. I have a sociology minor. You know what I'm doing with it? Everything. <laughs> I didn't Chris even had that, Griffin. One of the yeah. games was so good. It was I mean it was like very rough prototype, but it was capture the flag with the teleport type of move uh from Dishonored. That's like, kind of felt cool. like it felt like it was teams of 2 on 2 and it was like basically Wait. 2D top-down plane. Mm-hmm. And you would have to go across the map to get the flag, but you had the option to shoot with like a shotgun type of thing that would stun, and then you could sword to kill, and that would cause you, you know, them to get like a five second delay before they respawn on the opposite end of the court. And you, I wonder if I should be talking about this. I don't want anybody stealing their game design. Yeah. I was gonna say it sounds a little like Unreal, where you use I'm a telefragger. I'm actually cloning it right now. Yeah. If you can just give me just like a little bit more, like what was the name of it, so I can throw it up. Oh man, service. but it was good. It was a good game. It was really cool. Did um, you wear I, patches on your jacket? Uh, like why? Because you were a teacher, and that's what teachers wear. Like elbow, like on the like oh, elbow. He meant elbow patches. I yep. didn't know if it was like alma mater patches. Like I had, you know, my NYU uh, varsity jacket. You know. Were you what on sport? varsity? What sport? <laughs> uh, uh, swimming and fencing were number one. Oh, swim fencing. Swim, swim, swim fencing. Fencing. Fencing is really fun. That's where you... It's like fencing, but it's underwater, so it's even yeah. more boring. It's even slower. It's wicked slow. Do you guys want to hear about my Unity game? Yeah, sure. Yeah. You got you roll a dice, and then the other person rolls the dice, and whoever gets higher dice wins. Oh, cool. Can you... That's interesting. Oh, like that's crap. all I've got. Oh, it's... you mean it's like craps. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. Crap. No. It's more like CeeLo. Yeah, I should make a CeeLo game. I can put that on iOS and fucking make a killing. Is there physics? Like, Is there, like, dice there, physics? There aren't. I mean, there could be, but, I mean, then you get into a lot of different situations. I'm basically building the framework for a board game because I think that there need to be more of those. You know, you iOS. could make a physical board game out of cardboard. It'd probably be easier. I can I can do that, yeah. But it, then you have to talk about distribution. I have to work with a partner. Um, Kickstarter. I could kickstart it. Yep. I could kickstart it. Or I could just do this thing that I've been doing for a year. If you would just, like, get off my balls for, like, a second. Just for, like, a second. <laughs> these these kids made amazing, jaw-dropping, wowing Chris Plant games Yeah, and they're going semester. to fucking they're going to fucking school. I'm teaching myself, and yeah, it but sucks. No, think yeah, of how much dope year. they're smoking. They're smoking so much dope, and even yeah. in the dope oh, smoke smoking haze, a, I'm smoking a lot of weed, too. So, like, I'm the, the handicaps are equal all around, except they have people who are smart telling them what to do. Like me. Like Chris fucking Plant. <laughs> if I had Chris Plant over my shoulder, like, you should make it so you have to die. Then I would then I would be a mega millionaire by now. But he just doesn't want to collaborate. Chris oh, Plant, did you tell you everyone to make that crappy SSX them... game? What? Did you tell all the kids to make that crappy SSX game you loved? No, I told them all to beef up the graphics on level eight. Yeah. <laughs> this episode of the Best These is sponsored by Aura Frames. Alright, so you know there are a number of people in your life that are not necessarily the most technologically savvy. I'm sure immediately names jump to your mind. Those are the sorts of people that you would say, oh, maybe they would want a digital picture room in their house, but they wouldn't necessarily be able to like set it up and get it working and add new pictures and stuff like that. That is where Aura Frames comes in. 
It's a digital picture frame that allows you to basically upload any photos that you have directly to the frame. You don't need them to do any work. In fact, you could even set it all up before they even open the box. You have the account set up. You just have to connect it to their Wi-Fi. And once that's done, everything happens over the internet. So you can add new photos, you can do whatever you want, and it all works completely smoothly. I set it up for my grandmother, who's 95 years old. I set it up for my mom, who's 70 years old. And they both love their Aura frames and they love seeing the pictures and new photos of the family all being added without them having to do anything. So I'd highly recommend it. I'm really, really happy with it. And right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code BESTIES. That's A-U-R-A frames.com, promo code BESTIES. Terms and conditions apply. Y'all, you already know how much I love our sponsor of the week, Rocket Money. They make it so easy to get your personal finances on track, and especially stop worrying about all these subscriptions that you have that you don't necessarily need. Keep the ones you want, get rid of the rest. Here's how it works Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. That might sound too good to be true. I have tried it myself on multiple different monthly payments I have and it's worked, which is incredible and so much easier than getting on the phone with all these companies and trying to wrangle this yourself. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash besties. That's rocketmoney.com slash besties rocketmoney.com slash besties you guys want to hear my thing of the week yeah sure for sure my best value of the week and also of all time is never winter which i think i've actually brought like you brought this like four times no no no. i only brought it the once i think it was at e3 Uh, once a closed beta it was an Um, e3 game oh right well that doesn't count um it's out now. It's well. It's an open beta, but all the progress that you make during open beta carries over to the final version. So, it's out. It's the it's same out. way that we say that Polygon is in beta, which we all know it's it's super not. Do we say that? Are we in beta? Technically, right? No. We're in alpha. We're in delta. No. We're, like We're in delta Burke. We're yeah, accepting launched. paid subscribers. Like all the all the Polygon complete people are. Poning up that dough, sure. Poly, poly platinum, poly um, platinum. It all, is. It's called Oligon. You get the whole thing. You get sure. all of it. I played maybe six or seven hours of the beta, and I played. That's probably probably actually closer to five. I played a lot of the closed beta weekends. Um, I participated in two of those, so I actually played more of that than the open beta. But it's so good. I haven't spent a red goddamn cent on the thing so far, and I'm having a blast with it. Um. Are you an elf? Most of, uh, half, half elf. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean... Mudblood. Okay. 
It seems a little unnecessary. I, I, I can't remember what I've talked about. I feel like most of the time I've just focused on the user-generated stuff, which is sort of off and on. It seems like the servers aren't primo yet. But it's it's just like, it's just fun to play. It doesn't reinvent the wheel as far as like MMO logic and, and you know, straightforward quests and go hunt this thing and collect this much of this thing. But it's just fun to play, like... It captures that D and D feel really, really well, like the the party mechanics of the actual tabletop D and D. Even though it is not in a uh, you know turn based isometric perspective point of view, which what I didn't think was with? possible. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it is it still? I enjoy MMOs by myself. Yeah, no, I mean, I I have been playing mostly by myself, but you can. It's pretty easy to find a party for. Um, really for jumping into a yeah sure that's what's There's, always kept me away from it is i felt like i would never have my my schedule wouldn't line up with all of my friends oh i've right. been playing with anybody i know you play with randoms that's horrible yeah. i grew up with randos how no i said wow yeah no i mean i wish that there were more people playing it that i that i know because like i'm having a lot of fun playing with people that i don't know and literally don't exchange word one with except for like buffs please <laughs> do you, uh, do you, uh, is there an integrated system for, like, is there some sort of social network behind it? Like, uh, or, or is it just like, if to be friends with somebody, you just have to know their username in game? Oh, right, right, right. It's not like, I don't think, no, it's not like a Battle.net thing, as far as I know. I literally, I don't have any friends. I got zero friends. I'll get it and be your friend. Like, do you want to give your warrior, your warrior alias? Oh, you'll so get can, like, slammed. You, I'll get it off. I'll, I'll get it off air because I've man, I've fucking slid down that muddy hill before. Drop my EQ tag in the in the jo- in the joystick comments, and then I just get slammed with friend requests from folks like I want to party with you. They don't want to party with you though. They just want to. They just want to be close to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> be close it's to like your digital I'm, avatar. It's like they right. almost are interested in heightening your experience. They just <laughs> taste the fame. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like. All uh, all they want to do is like get a so from Griffin McRoy. They just want they want clarity from Griffin. McRoy. These are all really C4s. great. These are all great. Griffin, will you come camp Dylan Star Sign with me? This is these are some great EverQuest deep cuts that I don't think anybody's gonna get. Nope. Um. Anyway, it's, it it's, sounds like it's, so that's a pretty good how, deal for a, a no to play. It, Where can they go? Just go to Neverwinter and download it. It's free. It's fucking totally free. Free to free to death. Um, I will say my favorite thing about it is that, a, as far as I know, every other MMO ever has canned death animations. So when you kill a monster, it just falls right down. Yeah. In Neverwinter, it's like ragdoll. So like when you use your daily power that you charge up and and just drop it on somebody, they go fucking flying, and it's totally awesome. Is it um, literally daily? No, no, no. No, it's it's just so you have your at will powers. It's really a lot of the terminology just comes from from fourth edition. You have your I know, at will powers. That's confusing to say daily when it's not daily. Right, but the powers in D and D fourth edition aren't daily, if you think about it. I won't think about it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like a good uh, deal though. I uh, am interested. Can I play as Drizzt Droden, the mighty elf warrior? You can actually. It, that was actually a pre-order. I'm not making this up. Oh my god! <laughs> it was a pre-order <laughs> bonus thing. They had these different founders packs, and one of the founders packs was two hundred dollars. Oh my god! 
and it got you like a shit ton of of in-game loot and money and stuff and early access and closed beta access and all that but it also unlocks an exclusive race which is the which is the drow the drizzit clan race. that yeah mm. well that's some dirty ass shit right there yes yeah. it's, it's pretty kind of scared me away it's really it's genuinely very very fun it's is like one action? of those games huh is there, how's the the combat is that's the, the that's the best thing about it it's all free pointer like where you aim is it, there's sort of a hybrid of where you aim is where you attack but it also sort of is a little bit forgiving um, is there a dance you can do for people i don't know well that's like the slash thing, dance right? Um, I don't know that I've actually chatted at all, so probably. I feel like that's that's a prerequisite for the genre. Yeah. Um, it, it really is. It, oh, the best thing about it, the shift button, does it dodge roll? Or if you're like the fighter class, who's really their only job is to soak up damage, it does a block. So like it's all context. Like you will see an attack coming and you have to like do something about you, it. You know, you if don't just like fucking stand there and take it and watch the numbers go down. If you're a writer class, that makes letters big. <laughs> No, it's good. <sighs> Thank you. Um, that's never one to get it. And if you want, I'm on the Beholder um, shard. That's a big eye with <laughs> more eyes around it. I'm on the Beholder shard. If you want to, um, if you want to get down. But they can't find you. You're not. They, you you, you will not find me. If you find someone who talks like me, then you can just suss out the mystery. Just follow assume. the clues. Just Look start for the calling signs. him Griffin. <laughs> Russ Freshdick. Nope. I'm ready. You are not, because I'm Chris ready. Plant is going. Chris Plant. Yeah. Okay. Are you ready for this? No. America's ready. I got a game called Candies. Is that really what the game is box. called? I don't know. I don't know either. I, uh, people keep calling it Candy Box, but I don't think that's the name of the game, because the site is called Candies. But the first thing you see on the site is the word Candy Box. <laughs> Also, the title of this site, if you favorite it, is Candy Box exclamation point. So maybe oh. it's Candy Box. I Let's think it's call Candy, it candy Box. Box. It's Candy Box space exclamation point. Well, yeah. That's, that's the favorite. Now, I have. played this game. I went to this, this game on your <coughs> recommendation. And here's yeah. what you can do. You watch as you accrue candies. And you can oh, wait, 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 wait. No, 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 no. Don't say anything else. Okay. So here's the deal. Here's the deal. If we we save this for the end for a reason, because you can you can walk away right now, baby. I was gonna away. do I was gonna do a joke, but um. You no, I, I know, but I, I, I don't want you spoiling anything, and you can. Well, do the joke. joke was gonna be that I didn't see any of the stuff. That would have been pretty funny. <sighs> yeah. Well. <laughs> you know, I didn't. I'm well. sorry. I'm, no, I'm sorry. Well. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, here's the thing. I don't. I want you to walk away. If you haven't played the game, pause the, the podcast. Stop it. Go and play the game. We're going to link it on the website. Uh, and then come back for the end of the podcast. Because we are going... To, we're not going to spoil the whole thing, by any means. But we're going to spoil enough. Because to talk about the game is to spoil the game. Okay. Now, okay. Oh, I, ho- I hope somebody doesn't make a joke. <laughs> <laughs> that most certainly is not... Is the, probably the best lead-in for jokes. <laughs> we're all we're all being pretty serious here. I hope no jokes coming down the pike. Uh, no, but uh, uh, so when you do first load up the game, you see your accruing candies. It's just text, though. It's not it's just text. Uh, you your accruing candies, and you can eat all the candies or throw ten candies on the ground, and that's it. Yeah, that's the whole game. 
right? Yep. Oh, yo, yo, yuckster. <laughs> oh, God. Was that an orgasm? I don't know. Did we just oh, hear yeah. Chris Your orgasm? No, no that's okay. not actually the whole thing. Um, so, yeah, it's a game. It is a game that you leave open in another tab in your browser. It feels like a game designed to be ignored, uh, allowing it to evolve and reveal itself to you. Uh, because as you collect more and more candies, you uh, get additional options. I actually don't remember which order they came in because I'm looking at my current page and there are so many options I, I'm having trouble remembering. But you gradually uh, gain the ability to uh, find objects and buy objects with these candies and ultimately uh, go on quests. And it becomes an RPG in which the grind is taken care of you by time. Uh, which is kind of like a Facebook game. <laughs> it's not that dissimilar in principle, I think. Russ, you had a good description of it. Yes. Today on okay, so essentially, and this, is, again, is a big spoiler, so this doesn't really become apparent until you've probably spent about a half hour or 40 minutes with the game. But essentially, the game breaks down into two major parts. One of them is farming lollipops. <laughs> you the can grind. plant lollipops in the ground. And then the more lollipops you plant will cause more lollipops to grow, eventually coming to the point where you're farming hundreds and hundreds of lollipops within every minute. Lovely. So that's happening. You can then use those lollipops. I I can't believe I'm even saying these words. You can then use these lollipops to upgrade your gear and to buy health potions and to buy maps and stuff like that, which you will then use on quests which play out in really crudely animated ASCII art graphics, uh, essentially where you fight goblins and knights and such using your skills and health potions and spells. And slowly but surely, more and more mechanics of the game get introduced to you, like upgrading your gear at a forge or stuff yeah, I like wouldn't, that. I wouldn't say much more than that. What I, the, I, how I, many degrees of people do you want to kick off the podcast? <laughs> Like, okay, we've already got the people that don't want any spoilers. If you played the game for 20 minutes... I I just don't think we need to go much further, because you can just say that it it continues to expand beyond... But what's interesting about it? Like, what's... So what I find interesting, and the reason... So the way I described it was essentially Harvest Moon meets Dark Souls. Mm -hmm. So the obviously the lollipop harvest thing is the Harvest Moon part. And then the Dark Souls part is that it's surprisingly well a little bit punishing in terms of difficulty to the point where like you'll go on a quest and you'll die having like used a bunch of health potions and wasted a bunch of time and money and you're sort of at the uh, not starting from scratch but starting pretty far back from where you were before the quest so it's it takes a lot of trial and error to like figure out how, how to master each quest uh it's just like a surprising level of depth to a game that is super crude and starts out with you just eating candy. <laughs> Can I just yeah. do, like, the rest of the shit that you just described sounds really exhausting. Can it not just be a game about just fucking hanging out and eating candy? You can actually well, you just, can just do, do that. Do that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's always an option. Yeah. You've, Why would anybody but, do anything else? Because if you if you dig deep, you'll discover mysteries like a talking oh, frog. Yeah. Also, we should mention that the only candy they have is licorice jujubes. So. Oh God! Yeah, Why exactly. do you even bother? 
I know. Yeah. Like well, jujubes, obviously... jujubes are passable when they're a good flavor. Yep. But, ugh. And then later on, it's just spearmint. Ugh. That's not bad. Like gum? Ooh. No, spearmint jujubes. I don't so think like you're those. in the movie theater and it's dark and you're eating the jujubes and then you get a spearmint one after an orange and oh. then a strawberry after the spearmint. Imagine that's that. My, that's your whole day at that point. Yeah. If you uh, if you are interested in playing this, you can go to candies. dot a n i w e y. dot net. Um, good, yeah. <laughs> good URL, guys. Or or just Google candies box. <laughs> Will that work? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Don't do that. Uh, that thing you said. What I, what I find so surprising about this game is I don't normally like role playing games, especially ones that get uh, really weighed down with complex quest systems and mixing potions and stuff like that. And it's amazing how much more complicated the game gets. But because it was so simple at the beginning, and I'm so hooked on just that core mechanic that I'm learning how to play a game that I would never have wanted to play. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so that, wanna... that is a candy box. People are going to wanna... be talking about it for a while and then they're going to forget. So make sure you trap the zy- uh, uh, make sure you catch that zeitgeist. Just ride it. What one? I think candy box. Are we just picking the best thing or the best delivery? I think Griffin won. I I mean, I haven't taken one home in a while, so like it would be good. He literally fucking wins every. You know what? Griffin 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 did win. I I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. God damn it. Mm. I'm going to have to get a shelf built in my den to put all these accolades on. Yeah. I've been putting them on my desk, but now it's like, where am I going to put my keyboard? Where am I going to put my mouse? Expensive. It's, it, the shipping expense is getting really, really pricey. I don't know. If I know. At fake post office. We uh, we have this website. It's polygon.com. You can go there, and uh, we got this, this cool video feature called Human Angle. You can go there and uh, meet the people behind the games, uh, and uh, it's, it's neat. And uh, if you like this show, uh, please go to iTunes and subscribe to it, and Put a review of it and maybe tell your like your friends to do that. Just like as a way of saying, like you are all are like our lollipop farm, and your reviews are our lollipops, and we just want to harvest them from you. So if you can review us on iTunes and subscribe and tell your dad about our show, I want to thank everybody that took part in the erudite discussion in the uh, comments of oh last week's episode. Oh my word. <laughs> Oh, yeah. shit got super, super, super real in that joint. And uh, <laughs> it's just it's just great that people want to have these material discussions about the important things. And like the fact that I don't know, I always worry that the things that we say on this show will be misconstrued in some way or somebody will take it the wrong way. And it just like just read all the things about the things that people were saying that we said and just like seeing it, everybody got it. Everybody got it perfect. There was no confusion is what There's you're saying. There's zero confusion. It was and no, all... For, uh, uh, no, nobody was being willfully obtuse. There was none of that, which I really <laughs> like. No, no, all kidding aside, like compared to other discussions on the subject that have taken place on the internet, well, I'm bad. It was oh, measured. Uh, we only had, we only had... Uh, did you see it after people... <laughs> 
well, yeah, no, later. it got like it got like eighty comments deep. It got it got real, but there wasn't. I feel like it wasn't too too raw. Huh? I don't know. My my metric may be off. Perspective. <laughs> and that's gonna do it for us this week on the Besties. Make sure to join us again next Friday for this program, the Besties. Because shouldn't the world's best friends pick the world's best things? Let's see.